For some people, flirting comes pretty naturally. And for others, it takes a little more intentionality. Turns out there's both art and science to the act of flirting. Today, we're going to dive in and help you enrich this part of your marriage. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate, and kind of flirty marriage, We've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a saucy little episode for you this week. This is episode number 178, and today we're going to be talking about flirting in marriage. Hey there. Before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed sarcasm in marriage, like as if you're going to go back and check that out. Yeah. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. I was very sarcastic. I'm disappointed. (laughs) If you're struggling with your marriage, remember we offer you sound and research-based advice, even for flirting. And most of all, we offer hope. Again, even if you're old enough to have forgotten how to flirt, not that anybody mm-hmm. in this room would be. Let's get into this for a little Okay. You are old, but. I could still flirt a little bit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you're a good flirter. All right. Well, let's talk about flirting. Okay. Here's a simple definition. So flirting is any behavior which has the potential to be seen as sexual. That's one oh. researcher's definition. But I kind of think that's just a sexualized definition of flirting. I think flirting can be suggestive of romance without it needing to lead to sex. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. And I say that for the benefit of Christian singles and married folk alike, alike mm-hmm. because there's you can flirt as a single person. I mean, people have big debates about this stuff in Christian circles, right? There's some flirting that is clearly sexual. Yeah. And I don't think it's wise to flirt. Now I'm getting onto this whole singles tangent. <laughs> I don't think it's wise necessarily to flirt if you have no intention of, if you have no romantic interest in a person. Right. You're just leading them on. Yeah. But I do think in Christian dating that there's room for some sanctified flirting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What does that look like? All right. We're just going to move on. But well, in marriage, uh, let me come to marriage because that's our topic of interest, right? Yeah. So just like, we're going to talk about this later. So every time you flirt doesn't mean you, you want to, or you have to have sex. Right. Right. There can just be that fun, healthy, romantic interaction between couples. Okay. So let's not overly sexualize it. Now, flirting is often more nonverbal than verbal too, right? So it's not just things you say. It can be smiles, touch, eye contact, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. It's often playful and ambiguous. You may not be quite sure if you're being flirted with or not, and that's all part of the fun. Okay. Right? And and so let me just say too, and I kind of already touched on this, but while I don't want to take flirting away from singles who are looking for a marriage partner, in this episode, we are talking about a couple, a married couple who are flirting between themselves. That's our context, Mm -hmm. right? This is holy flirting. So, okay. I have all sorts of good descriptions of flirting. Now, it's hard to imagine that researchers can investigate something like flirting without sucking all the fun out of it uh-huh. and kind of drying it up. But one researcher noted that flirting is often used to achieve one of six main goals. This is a study from 2004. First, sex motivation, flirting to initiate sex. The mm-hmm. second possible goal is relational motivation, which is flirting to increase intimacy in existing relationships. It's a great okay. reason to flirt. I mean, the first one was a great reason to flirt. <laughs> uh, third, exploring motivation. 
So this one is for the singles. This is testing a potential marriage partner's interest in a relationship. Right. Okay. Fourth, fun motivation. Back in marriage, no flirting simply to have fun. Mm -hmm. And then there's number five, which is esteem motivation. And that's about flirting to increase your own self-esteem. So this is when you're, when you're, you're just kind of checking to see if you get a response, I guess. Like, am I still attractive? Is appealing, right? So that's me being uncertain maybe. Okay. And then there's instrumental motivation, which is flirting to gain some form of reward from the other person. Oh, yeah. Right? Like a foot rub. Yes. Other than the exploring option, uh, which is testing for new relationships, I think we Mm -hmm. can look at all the others and say that flirtation in marriage can and probably should be a normal part of our interactions, right? These Mm -hmm. are all good things. And it may look different than the flirting that happens before marriage, but between a husband and a wife, it can really just be a normal part of marital interaction. And I think it can really be used to to reinforce the sense of togetherness in a marriage. And this is also what it gets noted, the research here. Okay. One Actually, one researcher noted that long-term marriages use a particular style of flirting called authentic flirting. It has one of those holographic stickers on the side. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's like, that was just a, a jab at the people that pay too much for their bowl caps. Anyways, this researcher looks at... <laughs> I thought it was like computer software. Oh yeah, those have holographic. That's very nerdy for Linda. I'm impressed. Uh-huh, I was just flirting. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Want to see my new laptop? <laughs> okay. Uh, so this other researcher, Olson, into, this actually is a study from last year, suggested that authentic flirting is not aimed at having fun or experimenting or trying to get something from your spouse. It's simply an expression of love. Mm-hmm. And here's a quote. Authentic flirting is defined as an affectionate, creative, or playful action for connecting emotionally and sexually with another person. The motive is to see and be seen lovingly by a partner through expressing spontaneously a combination of curiosity, play, humor, or flirting gestures for increased emotional intimacy. Okay. That used too many big words to make it sound like fun. Yep. Well... You use it to connect. Yes. Okay. Now, one thing that does come up, and this becomes... We're going to talk about flirting and marriage and what happens in that context very specifically now and one of the barriers there is that sometimes people feel like, you know, or a wife... So the situation that we've run into is a wife gets afraid to flirt because it means the husband gets expectations about sex that night. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I just want to flirt for romance, for connection for emotional intimacy and not necessarily have it assumed Mm -hmm. that this is a sexual promise. Okay. Right? Yeah. So if flirting in your books only exists as a signal that you're going to have sex tonight, you're missing out of a lot of other kind of fun flirting, Mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's a very diverse flirting is a very diverse, very flavorful way of expressing love. And so don't just narrow it down to one flavor, which is like we flirt to have sex. Mm-hmm. Right? There's lots of other ways you can flirt. And, and when you do that, the risk is that you make your wife or maybe your husband afraid to flirt because they know if they do, there's an expectation created. Okay. Now, so just be careful about sexualizing it every time. So it's good to leave some room for your spouse to be exhausted and still feel like throwing a little flirt your way without being concerned about creating an expectation. Mm, yeah. But later on, right? Yeah. Now, another challenge that can come up to flirting in marriage or another potential barrier is if the passionate love in marriage declines over time. Now, it's normal to experience a more stable, companionate love after the first 18 months of marriage. And we talked about this in uh, our episode on dating your spouse again. I'm sorry, I don't have that number on me off the top of my head. But you don't have to lose the fire in your marriage, right? Life happens, Mm -hmm. children, increased work pressures. These can make it hard to have energy for flirting or can make it hard to feel unburdened enough to do so. But this is where we need 
to kind of start creating a little bit of space so we can still have some of the old fire. Yeah. And I think this is where flirting comes in. Like there's all this stress. You don't have the energy necessarily to have sex. Yeah. As often, but you can still flirt. You can still have that intimacy. You Just can goof off still... a little bit. Have some fun. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And of course, it turns out there are some good marital benefits to flirting. So a study in 2007 found that flirting in married couples could serve as a helpful relationship maintenance strategy. It just means it helps you keep things fresh in marriage. Okay. You can use flirting to reaffirm your love and attraction to your spouse. You can use flirting to increase intimacy between the two of you. You can use it just to have fun together. Mm-hmm. You can use it to show positivity. And you can also use it to manage and reduce conflict. Really? Yes. You see, flirting in, in, I'll come back to conflict in a sec for a little bit. Okay. Flirting in married couples, it also serves this purpose, which is not seen in flirting outside of marriage. And that is you can create this private world between you and your spouse. Mm. These are your inside jokes, right? That only you two guys know. Whether that's words, things you say, or it's actions that you'd only use with your spouse. And so I think this exclusive kind of piece, this inside joke, that really kind of creates that bond between you. Like this is something that only you two guys have. have. Yeah, yeah. And so these researchers were noting then that flirting was linked to higher marital satisfaction for both men and women. But the outcomes of flirting, like which way it takes your marriage, does vary depending on the motivation behind it. We'll get to that in a minute. But what I'm hoping is that us kind of talking about this and the benefits to marriage, it creates a little bit of excitement, right? So to help our faithful supporters out, we've created another superb discussion guide about bringing flirting back into your marriage. You can work on it alone and surprise your spouse. Wouldn't be much of a discussion, but you could. Right. Or you can go through it together. And if you'd like to get this bonus guide, all you need to do is become a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll just take a quick 60-second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about how flirting benefits marriage. Now, let's talk about ways of flirting when married. Okay, this is going to be so much more exciting. Really? Yeah, then just like the science behind it. Okay. So flirting in married couples is often aimed at creating a joint private world. That's the bit we just talked about, right? Yeah. Flirting, that's flirting using language or actions you only use with each other. Or it's flirting in a way that draws on your shared history together. Mm, Okay. This strengthens the bond between you. It increases your marital satisfaction. This was noted in a study in 2012. So just be thinking about how you can develop those areas in your marriage. But flirting in marriage can also become something that's a natural part of your daily routines inside your family context and integrated with the rest of your daily interactions. So instead of setting aside specific times for flirting and romance, why not just make it part of your normal? Like don't, mm-hmm. don't over-science this either, right? 
says the person who's giving them research about flirting. I know, but I don't have like on my calendar, like at 10.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Fridays, I'm going to flirt with Verlinda. Oh. That's just kind of a joy killer. Yep. I think. So see how you can just work it in. Yep. Especially if there's lots of demands on your time due to kids, work, those kinds of things. It really probably does do better as something spontaneous because that surprise element is always fun, right? Mm-hmm. Send a text message if you think of it at work, right? Just kind of whatever it takes. But this can be something so small, like just, you know, you make eye contact and you wink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. doesn't take a lot of work. No. And so like another researcher noticed the same thing too, Olson. It doesn't have to be planned out or carefully planned. Instead, it should be spontaneous, playful. Mm -hmm. Just take advantage of any time you have together. So that flirting in this context, it's more automatic. It's like a habit or just a part of your routine rather than something that requires extra time or effort. Mm -hmm. I was thinking like even walking by each other. Yeah. You know, like if it's a stranger, you give them a wide berth. If it's family, you might just walk by. Whereas if it's your spouse, you might make sure you touch as you walk by. And that's just like so fast, but it's just like... A little connection that nobody else is part of. Right, right. Which is exactly what you're aiming for. Remember that flirting in married couples looks different, has different outcomes depending on the motivation behind it. It's not going to look the same as when you guys were dating, but it still can be there. It still needs to be spontaneous, right? Mm-hmm. Now, coming back to esteem motivation, which is flirting to increase your own self-esteem, uh, researchers in 2012 noted that this particular kind is negatively correlated with relationship satisfaction. They also noticed that flirting as a way to manage conflict was also negatively correlated with marital quality. So mm. trying to flirt your way out of an argument can be a fail. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd qualify that by saying that there are times that you can effectively diffuse conflict through the use of humor, under which heading may include some kinds of flirting. But as long as you're only just diffusing in that moment and not kind of constantly deflecting or avoiding, like this is your tactic to always bail out of the, mm-hmm. the tough spot, it's okay if you use this sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you guys still resolve the conflict, mm-hmm. right? I can totally see that. Like when I'm upset with something, about something and I'm like, want to get this fixed yeah. and you're making jokes, it like makes me more upset. Oh, very nicely contained there for the <laughs> But there's sometimes too that I use humor and, and it does, it just eases it off. Yeah. So that, so that you can, so it's, it's like you can still connect and solve the issue, but it just... Diffuses it a little bit. Well, yeah. But what I'm saying is like, if you're continually like flirting or trying to be funny and it's like, yes. no, this is real. Yeah. Well, people, you can use that as a wall, right? Oh, it's the funny wall, but it's kind of like nothing sticks not letting to it, you in. which is going to drive your spouse nuts because they can never get through to you. Uh-huh. So that's a, that would be a negative way to use this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I am defending that there is sometimes that it's healthy and, you know, Gottman notices this too in his research that there are sometimes when it's healthy to use conflict to diffuse. Humor. Humor to diffuse conflict. <laughs> I'm going to use conflict. Use conflict to diffuse your spouse's humor. That would work too. That was so funny. (laughs) Okay. One of the studies that we looked at thought that two good ways of flirting as married couples were what they call display flirting and attentive flirting. And these are in addition to the kinds we mentioned earlier. Now, Mm. so these are some research-backed ways of flirting. So Mm -hmm. you you can go home and tell your spouse, you might think I'm just flirting with you, but this is research-based flirting. (laughs) Yes. This is actually display flirting, honey. She's going to be like, oh, that is so sexy. (laughs) When was that study written? What journal? Okay. Anyways, display flirting is overt displays of affection or sexual interest, such as direct sexual comments and compliments, Mm -hmm. boasting and showing off, like flexing in front of your wife, (laughs) 
acting, dressing, or talking in a seductive or romantic way, or big romantic gestures to impress and seduce. Mm. This is all under display, display flirting. Now, display flirting, of course, is you can... Flirting, honey. Flirting, yeah. as you can read between the lines here or on the lines, is often based on sex motivation or the desire to have fun and create a shared world, like a private world. This kind of flirting creates greater feelings of romantic love. It also often will increase sexual satisfaction, which leads to higher marital satisfaction. Okay. So this, this is, is kind of like a peacock. Peacock flirting. Yes. That title. Good. Are you making fun of me? No. No. Oh. That's an inside joke, people. <laughs> <laughs> why did you say that? <laughs> because people have no context for like, why did you asking, are you making fun of me? Oh. Right. Well, just because you're silent. Really have no context. <laughs> Okay, and then there's attentive flirting. Mm -hmm. So this is flirting which is focused on the spouse rather than yourself, such as gifts, compliments, romantic touch. Like a foot rub. Acts of service, gestures of chivalry, or attentiveness to your spouse's needs. Oh, the foot rub could go there too. Apparently I'm overdue for another foot rub. <laughs> so this style of flirting is driven by motivation for intimacy and fun and desired in order to strengthen the relationship. But it could also be driven by what they call instrumental motivation, which is the desire for the spouse, your spouse to do you favors in return. Oh, that's not a good now, motive. Yeah. If it's done with a good motivation, which is to reaffirm your love or attraction for your spouse, this style of flirting has been shown to increase marital satisfaction and also strengthen commitment uh -huh, uh -huh. inside the marriage. And researchers also noted that women are much more likely to use this attentive style of flirting than men. They also note that women and men often have similar similar standards in what they want from marriage, but men more often report having those needs met than women do. So I think what we can take away from this is that husbands should aim to get better at this to help meet their wives' emotional needs. Hmm. So bottom line, I think, well, guys, we probably have the display flirting down pat and we need to work on the attentive flirting. Hmm. Thank you for chuckling there. Duly noted. <laughs> I don't know. All good? Mm-hmm. I still think it's like way too scientific for like having fun with each other, but that's okay. Do you want to break it down for us? No, because then it's like me and you. Right. But it's, well, I, I hope that I think couples will have enough here that they can take this home and work on it. Right. So think about whether I think some folks may have lost the display flirting fun part. Mm -hmm. And I think some folks, it may be more display flirting, like they're doing the peacock thing, as you said, but the attentive thing is kind of missing out. So how can you kind of stop and Balance send those, those little out. romantic notes back in is that kind of flirting right okay okay so just kind of hearing these different things knowing what's going on knowing the different kinds of flirting think about something that you used to do you haven't tried in a while or maybe something that hasn't been part of your repertoire and you'd like to make it part of what you do mm -hmm. or try it out see what happens yeah that's true like that's part of flirting too is you can try and if it was like oh that was a bomb oh you just don't do that again right but it might be like ooh la la yeah because the flip side is the spontaneity the love yeah like the the fun, joyful kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is going to be often more out of the box. Some of us are a little bit more in the box though. Right. So that makes it a little bit harder. Right. You could stretch yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, are we done? Yes. All right. We'd like to thank those of you who became patrons between this recording and our previous Vanessa and Kelly. So thank you for that. And a shout out to... Avi loves this app yep. from the US for the iTunes review. Loving this podcast, five stars. Found this scrolling on iTunes for a good listen. Been binge listening to these podcasts every day when I pick my kids up from school. I write down little notes at the end and share with my husband what I felt was valuable. I can honestly say I feel a change in the way we both view our marriage. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. Been recommending to my friends. Can't wait for the next podcast. So that's cool. Great. And a way to take it home and make it real. Yes. 
next week, Caleb. Uh, next week, we're talking about developing admiration in your marriage, which is super important, but rarely talked about by us marriage experts. Huh. It's kind of like flour and baking. Nobody talks about flour. Mm. Just dump the flour in. But that's, it's the main ingredient, right? So admiration Ooh. is one of those main ingredients that we don't talk about too often. Oh, I like that analogy. That's cool. That is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 178. Find out how you can help marriages. Go to oyf.support. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Felinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever. Five esteem motivation, flirting to increase your own self-esteem, saying... Like your own self-esteem? Yeah, well, if I dangle the bait, will she go for it? That's kind of testing about me, right? Okay. Instrumental motivation. (laughs) Get your brain out of the gutter, Rylan. You can't can't say stuff like that. Do we need to go back and fix that? (laughs) I I think we do. Different metaphor. (laughs) Yes, you do. A little connection that nobody else is part of. Right, right. Which is exactly what you're shooting for. Remember that aiming for. What? Mm-hmm. Remember that flirting and... Do we need to edit that? <laughs> <laughs> you just created a blooper. I Oh, I was just looking at you waiting for you to continue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cut the shooting part out. We'll go for aiming.